You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 246. So how do high achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, how are you doing? We're going to talk about why we procrastinate today. And you may be one of the people who think, like I used to, that once we put something on the calendar or tell ourselves that we're going to do something, that we should just do it. And as you may already know, that's not how it works. And when things don't go according to plan, you might also be one of those people who says, you know what? One of three things has gone wrong. One, I'm just lazy and I'm a procrastinator. Two, that I just don't have enough willpower. Three, that I'm just not capable, that I have some sort of block or malfunction that goes beyond being lazy. In other words, there's something wrong with me. The good news is none of these are true. You're not lazy and you're not just a procrastinator. There's no such thing as a procrastinator. There are just humans with human brains. You're also, you also don't need more willpower to get things done. Yes, you're going to need commitment, but commitment is much easier to develop when you know how and when you know how to develop the three relationships I'm going to talk to you about today. You are also 100% capable. There is nothing wrong with you. I used to be a serial procrastinator and I changed myself little by little until I became the person who people would ask, how do you get so much done? And there's actually three things, three reasons why we procrastinate. And I'm going to share those with you today. Those are every single one of them. I had to change my beliefs around before I could accomplish what I wanted to accomplish before I could set big goals, like leaving my 15 year law practice to create a business, like creating a business on top of my law practice or making big decisions in my life that were going to affect how much time I had. And I want you to know that I'm not a special snowflake. Because if I can do it, you can do it. I teach my clients how to do it. This is not something that needs to be mystified. Mystified. We can do this and we're just not trained how to do this. And it's a really big problem within the legal community because we start beating ourselves up thinking that there's something wrong with us instead of understanding how to problem solve for it. So I'm going to talk to you about the three reasons we procrastinate. But before I do, I want to tell you about my new masterclass, how to stop procrastinating and get a ridiculous amount done without dreading your workday or pulling all-nighters. I'm going to give you my three secrets to consistently getting things done without using deadlines or pressure. You can register at dinacataldo.com forward slash procrastination. Something we don't think about, but you probably intuitively know to be true is that procrastinating drains our bodies, just like leaving your phone in the cold drains the battery of a phone. And if you've ever brought your phone to the mountains and wondered why the battery drains so fast, here's why. Stay with me because this is how the body and the mind work when it comes to procrastination too. 
basically, if a smartphone uses a lithium ion battery, there's this chemical reaction inside of that battery that sends energy through the phone's circuitry and keeps it powered up. Cold temperatures slow this chemical reaction down. The cold creates this resistance that doesn't let the power reach the circuitry to keep the phone alive. The phone drains fast because the power doesn't get where it needs to go. Same thing goes for us. Imagine you start the day with a full battery. Then you have a project on your desk that you're procrastinating on, that you're thinking about, that's in the back of your mind, and you feel dread in your body every time you think about it. That heavy feeling that really scrunches your shoulders. The dread is like the cold weather to a phone. It creates resistance, and then you begin to lose steam. You lose energy throughout your day. Yeah, you got some other little projects done here and there, but the resistance prevents you from being at your best. We usually double down on this energy suck all week long because we're thinking about the project at night and we feel horrible all week and we rely on deadlines to be the pressure we need to push through all of that dread and be that final charge towards the deadline. But you're going to have more energy to accomplish goals during your week, like building business or hitting billables or getting to hang out at home without even thinking about work if you start to learn how to keep your battery charged. Does this sound impossible to you? (laughs) It's not. I know this to be true. I have done this. I help my clients through this. So sign up for How to Stop Procrastinating Masterclass. This masterclass is going to help you. It's happening Thursday, February 23rd at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. I'm going to send out a replay, but you are going to want to show up live so you get dibs on something special. I'm only offering to live attendees. Sign up at dinacataldo.com forward slash procrastination, or you can go to the show notes for this episode. All right, so let's dive in to why you procrastinate. Let's talk about the three reasons we procrastinate. Reason number one, a poor relationship with time. Reason number two, a poor relationship with how our brain works, the understanding of how it works. And reason number three, a poor relationship with ourselves. Procrastination is usually a result of the combination of the way we think about these three relationships. Relationships, remember, are made up of our thoughts. And as we go through each of these reasons why we procrastinate, notice what you're thinking about each of these relationships. Really pay attention. I'm going to offer to you, the more you pay attention throughout your day to the relationships you have with time, your brain, and yourself, the more you will be able to make change. The first step to ever making change is noticing it happening and then stop beating yourself up about it because that's not going to help. We just want to notice it and understand that this is normal. That's the very first step is normalizing that these are processes that are happening in our brain. So let's talk about reason number one. We procrastinate because we have a poor relationship with time. Most people's relationship with time is negative. And that makes sense because we're fed lots of thoughts about time that are untrue. We hear our parents say these things. We hear people we we respect in our workplaces say these things, and we take them in as true. We're like sponges. But these thoughts are harmful to our relationship with time. We've got to start healing these. So let's take a look at some of these thoughts we start believing. 
thoughts like, I don't have enough time. Time is money. I'm too busy. I have no time. They are wasting my time. That's a waste of my time. I need more time so I can do more. I need to work faster. I have so much to do. I should just jump in and get started. Multitasking saves time. So if you just listen to these thoughts, you can tell that our society has a lot of scarcity built into how we talk about time. A scarcity relationship is going to create tightness and stinginess. We feel overwhelmed, anxious, resentful, and even angry at the things and the people around us because we believe they are impacting our experience of time negatively. The only thing that can impact our experience of time, and hear me on this, The only thing that can impact our experience of time is how we think about time. How we think about time is very clearly indicated by how we talk about time. So pay attention during your day about how you talk about time. And how we think about time determines our relationship with time. The irony of this scarcity thinking is that we think we're stating the truth when we say these words, right? Like when I said, I don't have enough time, when I said those words out loud, what did you think? Did you believe that's true? I just don't have enough time. And if you did, that's normal. I mean, that's 99% of people, they think that. But you don't want to think like 99% of people. You want to think like the 1%. But when we think this way, we procrastinate and we deplete our time. It's a very strange phenomenon, but you'll notice it when you feel overwhelmed. It's not as if you suddenly want to do more work. When you feel dread, it's not as if suddenly you're like, oh yes, I definitely want to do that project. That sounds fabulous. So just like that battery that drains in the cold, we're draining our battery thinking we need to do more, that we don't have enough time. And when I was a brand new prosecutor, I made the mistake on focusing on the belief that I have too much to do and I should just jump in. And that thought prevented me from prioritizing. My brain just couldn't focus. It was like my brain was paralyzed because that was the thought that I had. That was the thought that I believed that I needed to just jump in and just do it because that was the only way I was going to get anything done. My brain reached for the quickest things to do, the ones that gave me the dopamine hit, like checking the email, doing the quick response work that was going to be like, oh yeah, I'm getting so much done. I could tell myself I'm just getting so much done versus really thinking and strategizing about what needed to get done first. And I'm going to talk to you about this more in a second. So this thinking, this scarcity thinking around time created a really negative relationship with time. It was a situation I created where I wasn't focusing on the things that I needed to get done and I was procrastinating unknowingly, right? I didn't understand that that kind of thinking was feeding into procrastination because I wasn't prioritizing. I ended up putting off the most important things until the last minute because I wasn't thinking through how I was using my time. If you want to stop procrastinating, this relationship with time needs to be healed. So notice how you start, how you talk about time. And sometimes 
just noticing it is enough to understand, oh yes, that's a thought that I'm having. It can help you calm your nervous system to remind yourself, okay, that's not my priority. I can do this. That's okay. And then you can sit down and just write down your top three priorities. That's one of the things I help my clients with when, like when they first come to me, sometimes they're so overwhelmed and they're procrastinating on things. We just can clear up a lot of procrastination just by having them prioritize real quick, like just saying, okay, let's start your day before you do anything, write your first three priorities. That's what you want to get done. And people start taking action just from that. And oftentimes that's not enough, but that's okay, right? There's these other relationships that we heal and that helps them. But sometimes just looking at the way you're talking about time and calming your brain down enough just to start sitting down and prioritizing can be enough to get you into action. We're going to talk way more about this in the masterclass. So don't worry, I got you on this. Go ahead and sign up and we're going to even talk more about how you can begin healing that relationship that you have with time. Let's talk about number two, your relationship with your brain. This relationship is based on our understanding or lack of understanding of our brain and how it works. So unfortunately, no one gives us an owner manual for how our brain works. And that means most of us don't understand why we do what we do. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know a lot more than most people do. When I came out of law school and was faced with the influx of work I got as an attorney, I had zero understanding of my brain or how to calm it down. I worried all the time. I thought I was going to get fired at any moment. In fact, I hear that from every single client that I have ever had has told me at some point they were scared they were going to get fired. Doesn't even matter if they've been practicing for 10 years. They thought, oh, no, this is this is the assignment that if I screw up, I'm going to be fired. Our brain just has this thought. It's a survival thought. And this is what I would do and see if you can relate to this when I had this thought. I would work late hours and use deadlines to pressure myself to get work done. I didn't use a calendar except for hearings and trial dates. I would jump into my caseload and then work really late hours when a brief was due. I mean, I was exhausted. I'd wake up early mornings. I would do this kind of thing because I was committed. I wanted to do a good job. I knew that I was a hard worker, but I was making my life so much harder and my brain was all over the place. And this was in big part because I didn't understand how my brain worked, so I couldn't manage it. So looking back with what I've learned about the brain since then, I was in full-on survival mode. My brain turned to outside comforts like alcohol and television to numb the anxiety and fear I felt. And those things don't actually help, though. And they're temporary Band-Aids to what you're feeling, and they don't address the root of the problem. In fact, they also contribute to the procrastination you might be experiencing. The root problem was that I didn't know how to manage my brain when I felt anxiety, fear, or overwhelm. I was so disconnected from myself, I thought those feelings were normal. I thought those those were my baseline feelings. But those feelings are the ones that promoted procrastination. So if you feel anxiety or overwhelm and notice you procrastinate until the last minute, or you don't plan your week to prioritize the most important tasks, or you use deadlines to pressure yourself to get work done, healing this relationship with your brain is key. And until I learned how to manage my brain, I felt like I was at the mercy of my caseload. I I felt pulled in a hundred different directions at once, and then I'd wonder if I was even cut out to be a lawyer. 
Like, should I even be here? I hear this a lot from my clients who experience this too. We need to learn how to effectively communicate with our brain so we can overcome procrastination. This sounds kind of crazy, right? Communicate with our brain. I mean, isn't it just our brain in our head? Like, shouldn't it just work the way we want it to? Well, if you've noticed, you probably observe thoughts, right? You observe your brain ruminating about a project. You observe your brain thinking about making dinner tonight. Our brain has multifacets. And when you start to recognize that, you can also start to recognize how you can change your relationship with your brain. And I'm going to talk more about this in the masterclass, but I want you to take this away from this podcast right now, knowing this. So the one thing our brain was designed for more than anything else is survival. To survive, it looks to avoid pain. It tries to conserve energy and it pursues pleasure. It makes sense that we would avoid projects that we think are hard because they sound painful, that they're going to take energy for us to do, and they don't sound pleasurable at all. So here's some homework for you before you join me in the masterclass. Notice this voice. Notice what the brain does to avoid anything that sounds hard or that will take any time or any energy. Notice where it wants to pursue pleasure, like checking email or social media for a quick dopamine hit. And don't blame yourself when you notice it doing this. Our brains are not only designed to do this, the people who are making lots of money in the tech industry, for instance, right, in all industries, but in the tech industry, the shopping industries, they are paid an enormous amount of money to manipulate this part of our brain that likes the dopamine hit, that wants the pleasure. And that is something that we are also subject to. So if you find yourself going to social media a lot or going to your email a lot or doing online shopping, you are not just at the mercy of your brain. You are also having people who are very experienced with how the brain functions, manipulate those functions in your brain so that they get more of your attention. That's how they make more money. So don't beat yourself up, in other words, if you notice yourself doing this and you are not at their mercy. I'm going to show you more in the masterclass how you can work with this brain, but start talking to your brain. Okay, seriously, it sounds weird, but just do it. So this is what I do when I see myself playing on the phone, right? Because that's part of this work. You're going to want to observe what's happening with your brain when you're playing on the phone instead of doing that task that you said you wanted to do. I say, look, I see you, brain. I see you. I see what you're up to. And I say, okay, girl, put the phone down. Let's get back to work. You can do this. Okay, so acknowledge what's happening. Don't ignore it. Don't tell yourself you're wrong for doing it. Just acknowledge, okay, I see my brain doing this. Okay. And then tell it what you want it to do. Okay, now I want to get back to this project. And then have a little pep talk. Be like, you got this. You can do this. It's okay. Repeat as needed. This is not something that is a one and done. This is a continual practice. I still do this. I get an enormous amount done and my brain likes to procrastinate. I have a human brain just like you do. The difference between me and you, maybe, I don't know if you're if you're resonating with this, then the difference between me and you is that I get my brain back on track faster because I practice this more. Doesn't mean I'm perfect at it, but I don't have to be because I get so much done 
if I don't do something, I don't beat myself up. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do that tomorrow. So just know the more you practice this and practice healing these relationships, the better you're going to get at this. Number three, your relationship with yourself is one of the reasons why you procrastinate. So we can't always hear the voice in our head that beats up on us, but it sounds something like this. You should have done this sooner. Why do you always do this? I'm so stupid. I'm lazy. I should be better at this by now. I should know better. Or if you are familiar with thought work, you do this kind of, you get coaching, you do this kind of work on your own, you might say something to yourself like, oh, I shouldn't be thinking this thought. And that's just, those are all ways of beating ourselves up. And these are just a few examples of what we say to ourselves that damages our relationship with ourself. So imagine if you talk this way to anybody else, they would drop you in a heartbeat. They'd be like, no way. I do not want to be around that person. Okay. Nobody wants to be around someone who talks to them this way, but we can't get away from our brains. So we've got to figure out how to have a better relationship with ourselves. So when I was practicing law full time and trying to build my business on top of that practice, I was neck deep in this type of thinking. And I created a lot of shame with it that shut my nervous system down. It was the same kind of drain that dread created, right? So if you imagine I was a battery, my battery was dead. And especially at the end of the day, when I wanted to work on my business, I was shaming myself, okay? Because I would go through my workday, then I'd come home and tell myself I should be working on my business. I'd say, I should be doing this. Why aren't you doing this? You know better than this. You shouldn't be watching TV. Why are you on the couch? You need to get, get working, right? I would tell myself these things and I felt intense shame that I wasn't doing them. And then I wouldn't do the work. And then I'd go back to beating myself up saying, you should know better. You should do this work. So I was exhausted and I felt exhausted, not just at night, but during the day on the upside. Okay. The way we talk to ourselves is a habit and we can change habits. I changed that habit with myself. I got better and better and better with myself over time. And I healed that relationship with myself and it took some time. And it took coaching and I needed to really see, you know, what was going on. I needed to repeat, you know, noticing the good stuff about myself, noticing how much I was accomplishing, but noticing first how you're talking to yourself and just stopping the negative self-talk can be amazing work. You don't even need to say nice things to yourself at first, right? You just start noticing it and say, no, I'm not going to talk to myself that way. This is a non-negotiable. I am not talking to myself this way. If you do that, it can work wonders. There is nothing wrong with you for thinking these thoughts either. Think of them as food on a buffet table. They can be on the table, but you don't have to pick them up and put them on your plate. You can see them and not eat them. Okay, take these thoughts off your plate. And in the How to Stop Procrastinating Masterclass, I'm going to give you more actionable tools to help you rebuild your relationship with time, your brain, and yourself. So make sure you register at dinacataldo.com forward slash procrastination. If you are loving this podcast and you haven't signed up for a strategy session yet, now is the time. Every time we put off doing something, we really reinforce this belief that we can always do it later. Oh, we'll do it later. Next time. I'll do it the next time. And what we do is we put off, we postpone what matters most to us. 
So there's a reason why you're listening to this podcast. And maybe you've been binging this podcast for a little while and you hear these messages at the end and you think, oh, you know, one day I'm going to book a strategy session with her. I want you to make that day today. Because if you've been procrastinating on that, this is your way of rebuilding your relationship with yourself, your relationship with time, and the relationship with your brain. And we're going to start getting to work on that relationship, all of those relationships in a strategy session. So book a call with me, go to dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session, and let's get to work. All right, my friend, I hope you have a fabulous day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.